Welcome to the DEI Discussions podcast series. This is the Women of Fintech chapter, and we are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today, we have a European Women's Payment Network special, and we are joined by Dina Perla Portner, Consultant Integrity and Prevention, and partially Global PR and Marcom Specialist, previously full-time. She is here to share how she walks the talk for inclusion in our sector and what more she wants done. DP, welcome. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. So to begin the conversation, tell us a bit more about your work. I've been working in IT tech, finance and professional services in the past 18 plus years. Mostly I've been doing local and global PR marketing communications and networking in all parts of the world that are Dutch, English and French speaking. And I've done this with a whole lot of passion and dedication and so on, because I'm a storyteller myself. That's basically why I ended up in this sector. And yeah, this domain offers, obviously, a whole lot of opportunities. Now, in the last years, I've been in this risk governance compliance network a lot, and I have expanded my horizons. And based on what I've seen in the business world, as well as what I've experienced in my private life, growing up in a closed up community where integrity breaches took place, and then I left it and I broke free from that background. Both of these things inspired me to shift my business and to start something new. So basically, as a startup, focus more on prevention and integrity management. And diversity and inclusivity is a big part of that whole domain as well as we'll get into later on. So yeah, so I know the corporate world very well. It's the world that suits me well in many ways. I love that world in, in you know, globally. So not just in the Netherlands where I'm based in Amsterdam. And yeah, I'm sure we'll get into more details. And it's great to hear this. And I love the Integrity Talks work that you're doing. And anyone interested in this, in the IntegrityTalks.com is something you should definitely look out for because it's a great platform. Do you want to share a bit more about it? Yes. Yeah, so in the last years, I've been building up up the risk governance and, and compliance network for somebody else as well. And I've been very active in this domain. The part that I love most is a business ethics. And business ethics is a broad domain, of course. Now, the Integrity Talks is just an initiative that I put in the world to bring the work, the private work as a writer, as a speaker, combined with everything in the business world, to bring everything together. The IntegrityTalks.com is the website, and it's very basic but there is also a community that I'm building up on Substack. So it's the same. It's theintegritytalks.substack.com. And the idea is to focus on morals, ethics, and integrity in the business world, and sometimes outside in other ecosystems as well. It's definitely about sharing opinions, sharing different developments, and so on and so forth. I'm very passionate about this domain, especially looking at moral dilemmas, so the gray areas, if you will, and moral deliberations in, in the business world. I think that we can improve our approach and focus on certain tools and certain processes in the prevention phase to not just 
look at when things go wrong. So the whole legal side of things and then all these things that go wrong in the business world. So discrimination, racism, but also ML, financial crime, fraud, corruption, all of these things. And to focus more on the daily choices that people have, their relations that they need to maintain with all these different stakeholders and so on. Most of the people that are working in the business world are not that corrupt or that dark, let's say. And we tend to forget that morals, ethics, and integrity is actually also something that should be inspiring, that should be positive, empowering, and so on. And again, inclusivity, diversity, equality, all of this is part of this domain as well. It's so multifaceted. And I think this is why you are just the perfect person to push this forward, because within your career journey, you've had exposure to so many different specialisms. So just tell us a little bit about that, because your career journey has been so interesting, but also from your perspective as a woman within the banking industry. Yeah, so it's definitely multi-layered. I have worked as an agency or as a freelancer most of my career. So from an external point of perspective, I looked at the different problems within the organizations. Basically, the biggest chunk of work has always been reputation and stakeholder management because local, global PR, marketing, communications and networking is part of that. But there is a whole that we should look at. So the domain of reputation stakeholder management connected to morals, ethics, and integrity connected to well-being. This is the triangle that I'm always making. I'm looking at it from different perspectives. I have a whole pile of cases from the experience of 18 years that I gathered. I know that organizations tend to do the check in the boxes, right? And when it comes to proactively work on these issues of business ethics, most of the organizations, you know, tend to walk away from these sorts of topics, whereas it's impossible to walk away. And there are so many business wins to not walk away. But I'm focusing much more on the human side of things in times of very challenging topics that we all deal with in times of AI, in times of sustainability, in times of ESG, in times of all the topics that are on the menu on every single day. Now, my personal approach to this is that I look at what works in reality instead of just scientifical approaches and methods and tools and what have you. And all of that is very important. But I know what is not realistic in real life in the business world, what they tend to do and not tend to do and where things go wrong and so on. I don't have illusions of changing entire large enterprise at once, but I do believe that we can create a sort of ripple effect, if you will. So that is something that I'm trying to do. And yes, it is very personal because I'm a woman. And I've experienced certain things myself, mostly sexism, but also I'm Jewish. So I experienced anti-Semitism. And when you think that anti-Semitism is gone, it's not. In my private life, I never experienced any, I don't have any issues, right, with this background, with this label that I carry because I was born into, into it. But in the business world, so in working life, 
it does happen. My last big issues were in 2021. So it's not very long ago. So it still exists. And it can be directly in your face, but it can also be under the surface. And also when it's not about these dark issues, there are a lot of dynamics when it comes to cross-cultural communication, how to deal with each other, how to maintain these relationships, lots and lots of gray areas. So my personal contribution is that I believe that looking to all the problems from a perspective of jurisprudence, and we'll get into what that means in a bit, is much a much more sustaining solution for the near future for businesses, as well as who I am as a person. So I had to deal with integrity breaches in my private life. I had to deal with certain issues in the business world. I am a woman. I am Jewish. I am highly sensitive and highly intelligent. That is also another issue that makes it harder and also easier to deal with these sorts of topics. A business owner can put me in a team and say, here's an issue. These two team members are in a conflict all of the time. And I go into that team and I feel and I investigate also part that is not rational, as in I'm an empath and I gather a whole lot of things when I tend to open up and to feel what is actually going on. And then I can go back to the to the owner and say, or the manager, the leader and say, actually, what is really going on this and this and really focus on the solution. Um, DP, thank you for sharing your personal experiences on that, because I find whenever we're talking about integrity within the industry, when we're talking about inclusion, when we're talking about how we truly support the diversity that that we're looking for, it's very easy for people within the space to say, oh, that's not a problem that we face here. Oh, we don't see that. Whereas you sharing those experiences of you being discriminated against and having those challenges only as as soon as 2021 it's so powerful to remind everyone that there is so much work that we need to do to make sure that we're doing this properly absolutely but the thing is it's not just me so I always make this funny remark and I say we're all included in exclusion right it's on all sides it happens to everything and everybody and so on there are always power plays culture is not tangible it's an issue everywhere but not culture are acting we as people are acting so there's a responsibility that we carry in terms of intentions attitude and behavior and that's what i'm trying to point out and the thing is that a whole lot of businesses have been investing in diversity and inclusivity in the last years it has blown up into this whole big phenomenon now the good part of it is that a whole lot of different people have had the chance to bring their true self to work, to show themselves. That has happened. We see that. But it's not sustaining because new problems have risen. New groups are being excluded. New power plays are forming. There's a consciousness that some people have that is basically the opposite of where we used to be. Now, thinking of a whole lot of financial institutions as well, big leaders will say, all right, here's the budget, here's the representative of diversity and inclusivity, go ahead, find solutions, and then 
flag it to the entire world as in, for example, the gay pride or what have you. So it's become this branding, whereas it shouldn't be branding. It should be reality, not a reputation tool, but a real human tool on a daily basis to to be included in a natural way and to include also all those different blueprints within the teams. And then a whole lot of these programs are wasted money because they don't work. And then the leaders come back to those representatives and say, we don't understand. We gave you this budget, et cetera, but we see these problems are still there. It creates a division between us and them. It makes the responsibility laid on all stakeholders that are in this umfeld of an organization. It's something that is part of all of us. And then it's, if you think, you know, ahead and where we want to go, we, what we want to go of, or let's say the phase that we want to enter is a phase in which a diversity, inclusivity representative. So really have the discussions together on very realistic scenario and choices that people need to make on a daily basis and include everybody. And the first approach is to not judge and later, you can analyze different of those, what I call moral deliberations. So that is what jurisprudence entails. So it's very much about looking at different moral deliberations within teams and analyzing them and having the opportunity to learn from it, to forgive each other, to give each other second chances. And that's the whole thing of the phase that we're in. We have these power plays. We don't listen to each other. We don't give each other second chances we don't forgive etc and all of that is so powerful and so important so if you keep it at a level of a moral deliberation and really the content of the discussion then everybody can come up with what is right for them and why everybody brings everything to the table in terms of diversity and inclusivity but there's not a power play of one certain group being overruling the other or etc and that is what is so interesting about this this approach this is a brilliant approach and thank you for talking us through it because the integrity piece is hugely important within this and i'd like you just to tell us a little bit more around around that integrity focus that you have really built your career on the humanization of organizations how that includes well-being and the importance for the future of our industry with that at its core since 2012 i've been looking at so many methods and tools and systems and what have you from a psychological so social psychological point of perspective philosophical perspective and even spiritual perspective and that is the background, if you will, of, of all of this. And everything is tailor-made. So one person will be more, will benefit more from this approach, the other from the other approaches, from the other tools and so on and so forth. And I, I really believe that there is an issue with people joining a company. And then there are certain recruitment processes, you know, all about this. There are certain values that the company has, great values, usually values that nobody will ever say, oh, that doesn't make sense, or I don't recognize myself. It's really common sense, right? Then there are codes of conduct, if it's a professional organization. But again, it's a very generic kind of framework. Nobody will ever say, 
oh, these codes of conducts are not aligned with who I am. So that's basically how things go in the business world. Then we see the leaders and the leaders will have the responsibility to be an example for everybody. However, in reality, we all know how many times leaders are actually part of the problem or actually the real problem within organizations, especially organizations that tend to have hierarchy for the sense of hierarchy. So a person enters a company with great hope, hopes of, for example, creating something for themselves in terms of a career and much more. And then reality kicks in. The reality of one person's blueprint versus what is actually going on in the organization. And we all know how many people are suffering on a daily basis, but cannot quit their job or do not want to quit or what have you. And that there is a big gap between the human and the rest of the ecosystem in which the human needs to move and function and so on. And that is what this work is all about. It's about people being able to really live according to their own blueprint, as I call it, and to navigate within these organizations and put well-being at the forefront. And yeah, I have to talk with these leaders to convince them that it's worth investing in terms of financial means, but it really is because an organization does not want to end up with many integrity breaches that need to be researched and those researches done in terms of integrity are not that great in terms of quality most of the time lots of things go wrong and a lot of money is of course put into things that go wrong as well we all know how the new regulations around whistleblowers affects every single organization so why not trying to focus much more on the learning phase, the prevention phase, and not end up actually in these loops of conflicts and of horrific dynamics that can happen. If we can, we want to prevent any conflict because most of the times conflicts are already a sign that things have gone far too long and in a direction that they shouldn't go. And DP, thank you so much. Like you have definitely taken us through a really detailed journey of what we should be thinking about and considering should we wish to build our businesses to be better for all our people. And there's so much I can take away from this. And I really appreciate you teaching us on how to be better. So thank you for joining us today on the EWPN special of the DEI discussions. October the 2nd and 3rd marks the 2023 EWPN annual event and awards in Vienna, where you can learn more about how the organization is helping the entire fintech industry to thrive through inclusivity. DP, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure.